Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Sugar thing. What it do? Trying to see if you want to come through. Rose rendezvous. Rose rendezvous. Rose rendezvous. Got a bottle right Let's have a rose rendezvous. You had no idea of all the things I want to do to you. Gone up in the bedroom to the kitchen table. Now I trade songs, but I bet you all the neighbors. Gonna know my name the way you're screaming it out loud. Cocky on the phone, but tell me who's your daddy now. Can it burn slowly? I can see your silhouette. 69 ways guaranteed to get you wet. I like to see you walking with them boys, short stone. Take it to the pain, now some dump it like LeBron. To get you in my bedroom, girl, it's my mission. First you climb on top of me and then we switch positions. Sugar thing, what it do? Tryna see if you wanna come through. A rose rendezvous. A rose Trip is wet as we slowly losing oxygen. Don't defend it over, let me smack you on that ass again. Sex so good that she went and told all her friends. Way I gave it to her last night on my mattress. Head so good, she something like a porno actress. Face like data fire, ass like Cherokee. By the time I'm done, best believe you gon' remember me. Beat it up so bad, girl, you gon' need insurance. Cush with the rose, you know how we do it. You jerkaholics, this is Top on the Radio, man. Big shouts out, Mr. Tip, with that Rose right there song, man. First song up placement of the night. Man, we got a good show for y'all tonight, man. Appreciate everybody that's tuned in by the phone, everybody that hit that link and tuned in, or you might be enjoying with us by hitting the replay. We appreciate you, man. Keep tuning in, keep coming back. It's more, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. Tonight, we do have 
Petty Murphy on as well as Mr. Jason Platter, and we will be uh, speaking on the Olathe, Kansas school shoot, man. If you haven't caught wind of it or if you didn't know about it, we're going to talk about it uh, tonight on the show. We got a short uh, music mix for y'all, and then after that, we're going right into the chop session, and we will be speaking on the Olathe, Kansas school shoot. Yeah, Teddy Murphy on and Mr. Jason Platter, man. So make sure you stay tuned, man. We're going to give y'all a chance to get comfortable, you know, unwind and stuff, man. Pull up, get some more people in on the show. You know, a lot of people come in late, so we're going to let them fill up, man, because I, I feel like, you know, it's a lot of things that went on in the world. Like Petty Murphy said to me earlier, you know, in the past couple of years, it's been so much that's just, just been going on, man. But we definitely want to speak on this Olathe, Kansas school shooting. So appreciate everybody that took time out of their day, man, to tune in and show some concern or some interest in what we're talking about tonight. All right. So after this music mix, we back on live with Petty Murphy and Mr. Jason Platter, man. Got much respect for that man there too as well. Let's get
Say big shout out to Rachel Kerr, man. That was Rachel Kerr right there. UK sensation. You hear me? UK sensation, man. Uh, been up for Grammy, uh, Grammy nominated. Check this out. We told y'all a few episodes back, right, that we was going to be having Rachel Kerr live on the show. Dig this, man. We in worse with it now. An album that came out, it dropped. It's inspiring and motivating people all over the world, man. We working the details out now to have Rachel Kerr appear right here on Top On It Radio, man. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Petty Murphy, man. Femo, you know I always got something new for you. I always got something good for you, right? So check this out, man. If you haven't heard yet, man, this is that new Pete Gutter featuring Jada Kiss. And after this, man, we coming to you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? You already know who it is, your boy Jada Kiss. Yeah, you know I mean, with Pete Gutter, money talks, it's gutter, baby. Let's do it. My dough rising, I need more than ten fingers to count it. Coming in from every angle, it got me surrounded. Yeah. You making money, pal, I'm over here making a mountain. Covering in water like I just jumped out of a fountain. You went to the strip club and threw a couple thousand. That's cool, I made enough to make it rain about it. Lamborghinis and houses, can't fit it all on my trousers. Been a surgeon with the pencils, 14 like Dookie Houser. Never had a liquor license, I always had bars. Before I had a driver's license, I was driving foreign cars. The street taught me how to get credit without a charge. Wasn't big and puffy, but I knew I'd always be large They said I would never make it, it was all a facade But the proof is in the force when I park it in my garage I'm from the project, a felony, and dead-end jobs is what that landed me But I kept fighting against the odds Back me into a corner, yeah, I'ma come out swinging Lightning strikes like a viper you couldn't dodge I've always been an underdog But nowadays they put respect on my name When they see it, I metal cars That black A-Max came with a whole lot of jealousy Smack it on a counter so they know that it's hard Okay. Now I trap soul like Bryson Tiller Fear of God's on my feet Triple back like my sheep when I'm a nah Don't even bother tapping in if your money's short If it ain't about money, I don't wanna talk Check your bandwidth, I think you got a bad connection 
Ain't no service where you live, you know what it is Don't even bother tapping in if your money's short If it ain't about money, I don't wanna talk Check your bandwidth, I think you got a bad connection Ain't no service where you live, you know what it is The pandemic over now, the pressure on Name a mumble rapper, you want me to strap a stretcher on They call me bougie cause I rap about designer They should pay a couple charge cause every bar is up for extra long Every shooter got a weapon on You'll die trying to get rich off these diamonds on my neck and arm This ain't a movie but it feels like a director's cut Cause every clip I load it up, it's extra long This is the raw, they've been expecting long I'ma serve it in its purest form, Coke we never stepping on Every time I put this necklace on, girls start grabbing my belt buckle And the DJs with my records on Under this vape I got protection on Cause in my hood they'll be shooting up the club by the second song The money talking but you ain't connected Cause every time I I call your phone and start clicking like a metronome. They'll clean you up like household disinfectant. Keep playing in the street and they gon' slide on you like the bass is gone. Keep dumping on you till your face is gone. You'll be on the dirt, lying in the grave deeper than a baritone. I flatten rappers like a hammer bone. You ain't talking money, I don't understand you. Get Rosetta Stone. Your paper shorter than a baby gnome. Change your tone, missing keys couldn't harmonize if you was lazy bone. Don't even bother tapping in if your money's short. If it ain't about money, I don't wanna talk. Check your bandwidth, I think you got a bad connection Ain't no service where you live, you know what it is Don't even bother tapping in if your money's short If it ain't about money, I don't wanna talk Check your bandwidth, I think you got a bad connection Ain't no service where you live, you know what it is Big salute, man. Next level DJ Coalition, man. Real life and no life. The mob. Big shout out Pete Gutter featuring Jay the Kiss right there. Money talks. Now, this right here, man, we're getting ready to bring Petty Murphy on as well as Mr. Jason Flatter, man. And when we speaking on this Olathe, Kansas school uh, shooting, man, the Olathe East High school shoot, which marked the 12th shooting at an American campus, which was between K through 12. Uh, students in 2022, right? So let's bring on Petty Murphy right now. Make sure we got him on. Petty Murphy, you on there with us, fam? Yeah, I'm, I'm on here, fam. Okay, okay. Let's get Mr. Jason Platter on. I believe this is Mr. Jason Platter. Uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Jason Platter. You on with us? I'm on with you. I'm proud to be here, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. Hey, man. I Hey, much respect to you, and I appreciate you taking your time out. Uh, I respect your, your your insight and respect your words, so I'm very uh, appreciative of you taking your time out. Petty Murphy, man, now, this situation here, man, is a sad thing. Uh, I know, you know, some of the information has came out. I know, you know, about the shooting, these type of things, but I'm going to go ahead and let you kick it off some more. This, this is too much. And yeah. the reason why I see this is because of what we're going through right now in the world with Russia and Ukraine and everything else, too. We just came off another school shooting that happened in Michigan. But you were never thinking of happening right. in your own hometown, not too far from where you live, but it happened. And today... Yeah. 
survive, according to the Olathe Police Department. Uh, and they say um, the understanding was that the suspect shooter attended Olathe East High, but they didn't really have too much information on that. They say no other students was injured other than the suspect. They said two victims have been discharged from the hospital. One adult male victim remains in critical condition. But mm-hmm. they, they said they did. They do, you know, have the suspect in custody, so it's not no act, active threat right now. Uh, let me bring Mr. Jason Platter on, man, and, and just get his thoughts on this. Mr. Jason Platter, uh, what's your thoughts on this and the, the situation that happened with the school shooting at Lake East High? Well, first thing I want to say is just my hearts and prayers go out to the city up around Kansas City, the families in Olathe, the students, um, the siblings of it, just the whole community because everybody's affected by it. Uh, reading the stories yeah. of it and talking to a couple of them, I mean, you had kids that were there running for their lives, scared to death. They were calling their parents, crying. I mean, a lot of the youth, they think they're grown up until you're in a situation like that and you realize how precious and fragile life is. And it's just, it goes to show, it's just like Petty was saying there, how the mental health and the crying out from our youth. I mean, this is something of their lashing out, their cry. Uh, it reminds me of the old African proverb of it takes a village to raise a child, but the second half of that proverb is that if the child does not recognize the village, they will burn it down to fill its warmth. And that's what's happening anymore is they are – lashing out for the lack of compassion, the lack of understanding, the way this whole world has changed so much that, I mean, it's a whole different world than we were kids. But by the right, same token, right. same token, back in 1985, we had the school shooting down here by Wichita at Goddard High School. I mean, we talk about how the whole world's changed, but yet we still have the same things happening. It still repeats itself. But we've got to address the mental health. We've got to address and see the signs when our youth are crying out for help. We have to be there for them and administer, be there for them and give them what they need. Uh, I mean, I, I respect that. That school resource officer, I mean, he's a hero. How many lives would he probably save by returning fire after he was shot? 2,100 students. Yep. What'd you say, Patty? But I mean, 2,100 students go to Lakeview East High School. Okay. And it's just, yeah, it's man. scary how what it's, could it's, happen if he was not it's scary. shot there. Right. It's scary, man, because it would, we could be talking about a lot of kids possibly gone or even adults, you know, because it wasn't like it was just talk, but we could be talking right now about other staff members that were those that maybe could have lost their life or other students that could have lost their life. So if that man's actions that he took didn't stop the suspect, you know, it could have been more more horrific. So you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta uh, you know, send your prayers and thoughts and thanks to him for being there and being, you know, uh, having that judgment because it could have turned into a more horrific situation. I agree with that as well. And I think I thank the Lord that the kid was not killed. I mean, he was injured. He's in custody. Right. But the thing is, is he's still, yeah, he has to face what's happened and, you know, face the charges for it and the consequences. But by the same token, 
he has a chance to go ahead and get the help that he needs and to possibly still go on with life. I mean, it's yeah. if he would have died, I mean, that's just another used that they're calling screaming unanswered, and that's the casualty of that. Right. I see what you're saying. I see exactly what you're saying. And, and, and it, when you look at it like that, it's true that, you know, um, if he would have got killed, then he wouldn't have been able to receive that help. Maybe this way he can. It was sad that, you know, what had to happen happened, but hopefully he can get that help, you know, since, you know, he's going to be detained and, and, and under yeah. custody. So hopefully he can get that help, man, or open up and talk to somebody or tell them, you know, what's really going on and be honest with them. Because, again, I know I'll be hearing a lot of people in those positions who work with kids and work with teenagers and stuff, and a lot of times they they don't feel comfortable enough open up to certain people. They feel like they don't have anybody they can open up and tell certain truths without being, you know, having to face judgment or anything like this. And you got to think, you know, for these kids in this world right now, not having somebody that you feel like you can be able to talk to. You know I mean? You just never know, you know, what's going on with these kids. So I definitely see that viewpoint. And I'm glad Mr. Platter brought that up because that is a um, a very good viewpoint that we have to look at as well. These things just don't, you know, not spur the moments most of the time. A lot of these kids do have certain situations going on where it be mental health and things like this. It does. And, you know, fellow, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, May 28. I'm not looking at this as, you know, there are people dealing with those situations, doing what we have to do, because we can, situations like this can be prevented. There are people that deal with type, all types of things that triggers their mental health. I'm just not talking about the situation where students are bringing guns to school. Shooting people. Right. I'm talking about not not to, just today, not even hours afterwards. Mr. Platter sent me an article down in Wichita, drive-by shooting over at East High. That second one. Yep. This year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've got people with PTSD. You know, you've got people that have been traumatized from sexual assault. You know, this pandemic, racism, and stuff too. Being incarcerated and everything else too, it triggers with your mental health. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, May 28th. I gotta bring awareness to this. I have to bring awareness to this. This has to be a team effort from not only myself. Mr. Platter will be speaking on May 28th. He lost a coworker recently because of his mental health. How many children did you find, Jason? He was 25. He committed suicide the day before he turned 26, left a three-year-old son he had sole custody of behind. Oh, man, so sad, man. Praise God. It, it is. Oh, man, that's sad. He battled with depression man, for just over five years, his family said, and he finally lost that battle. It was just too much for him. And that's the thing oh, you'd never know it talking to the guy. I mean, he was one of the most upbeat people on the outside, but you don't know what's going on on the inside. That's the reason you got to treat the people with respect. You've got to listen to them. And we've got to be comfortable to be ourselves. It's There's no shame in admitting that we're not okay. We're struggling. Even if it's a bad day, we're having right. whatever. We can't, it's always been the, 
you've got man up, suck it up, and just go on. You can't show your emotions. That's not right. We've got to be, you know, there's no shame at all in saying, hey, I'm having a bad day. Can I talk? Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. And, and, and do you think that mindset right there about not, you know, just, just suck it up and go on, do you think that mindset right there maybe, you know, on those lines are some of the reasons why a lot of us don't really like, um, you know, like try to seek out to talk to somebody or counseling or these things because we've been, you know, trained to do that. You just suck it up and just keep on pushing, but we never, you know, never really go and seek out help or even reach out to somebody that can help us get through the situation. We just try to suck it up and keep going. You think that's why we like that because of those type of, of mindsets and things? I think a lot of it is, and I think a lot of that had to do with the shooting today in school. Um, our youth today, unfortunately, I feel, have that mindset drilled into them more because of social media, cyberbullying, and stuff like that mm. than we did when right. we were growing up. I mean, we got bullied by a kid. Right. We got home at night. We were away from that kid. With the kids True. with their phones, social media, and everything else, they get bullied sometimes 24-7. There's no escaping from That's it. True. And so then they trap stuff even down even more because they don't want to show that weakness around anybody. Mm-hmm. And so it just builds that much faster. And that's the reason you're seeing the lashing out and the violence today because it has to come out somewhere. That's true. And, you know, last month, right? Well, was it in the January last month when I spoke about my mental health? about how I lost my friend. And y'all see how that played out with J.D. Jaguar. He yep. used it as a publicity stunt. And that was wrong. People don't understand why kids bully kids. It's because adults bully adults. Kids mimic that shit. And they think that shit's okay. Shit's not okay, people. Because what you Resources available to them, maybe even at the school site. 
What y'all think about that? Yeah, I mean, we definitely need to have more for these children out here, man. You know, we were all old enough to remember when we grew up. You know, we went outside, we played, you know, we played until the damn, the damn came on. You know, we fought the people, we shook hands. You know, we basically went to school and did everything. So, you know, our generation, this <laughs> generation is but this new generation, this new generation, it, it, it's just too much. I mean, you know, you got the uh, attorneys right now on how TikTok can affect the mental health of young teens. Well, so does Facebook. Facebook's hate. We all heard what the whistleblower said on Facebook. It's spread hate. It's spread hate. And, and then, you know, they basically can hit you on hateful speech and bullying and stuff, too. But you're not doing it the right way, brother, but, you know, social media is the devil. It's just not with kids, it's the adults also, too. And kids, they don't understand the value of life. That's what they're adults. And, you know, right now, mental health is being put on the phone furnace because of being distracted by social media, the new media. You know, kids are hurting. Even adults are hurting. And they're, and, they were, and they're trying to tell people that they need help. And like Mr. Platter said, telling somebody to suck it up and move on is not the best way to go around when somebody is triggered. Nope. When someone is reaching and out I'm for help. Mr. Platter back on to yeah, someone and he he brought he brought. I'm gonna bring you back on because he brought up a very good good insight on that. Because I I've been told that in my life several times. I'll just you know just suck it up, man. Just suck it up, and keep on pushing. Just suck it up, and keep on going. And I have admitted several times that a lot of things that you know I speak out now, a lot of ways that I voice now is because I, I with with dealing with mental illness and having mental illness. Everybody, you know, a lot of us got it. A lot of us go through it. But uh, not being able to express myself and keeping all that bottled in, and you know what that leads to. That leads to a lot of uh, frustration, anger, and that type of stuff. So I, I definitely understand the whole mental illness, man, and how it can, certain things can cause a rage, you know what I mean, to where it feel like you want to harm somebody. You know what I mean? Like you want to fight somebody, man. I, I went through that stage in my life where that's how I dealt with mine because I didn't know, I, I didn't really talk to anybody seriously about ways to get it out and these type of things, I'm be honest. So I tried to do it myself, and it didn't work for me. My mine my, my came out in anger and violence, you know what I mean, and, and fighting and stuff. So I had to learn that that wasn't the right way. But I did have some people in my life that I was able to sit down with and talk to me. I actually went to, you know, a couple of counseling courses, and they actually worked. I started looking at things a little bit different when it came to, like, dealing with this. So for anybody out there, man, that thinks that having someone to talk to that, that might be just that right voice or that understanding or that can guide you through situations is not needed, Hey man, that is a big plus to have that. 
and a lot of them don't have that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. And, you know, we, we, we need that. We need, we need that. And, you know, I can admit it, not admit it. I've been dealing with mental health since I was a kid from being bullied, from being smart. I haven't been a writer. People have been an adult. Dealing with the bullshit in Wichita and everything else, too. I have dealt with, again, losing people. Good people in my life have dealt with my mental health. And the last thing for you, I haven't been able to feel rich because Toby is so good. But I'm losing by thinking out of the place, by thinking every day positive, always thinking positive. Thanking the good Lord that I'm still here. Speaking to others that are struggling with the same thing and telling anybody if you need someone to talk to, don't hesitate to call. I'm, I'm, you know, you hit me up. I will hit you. You know, and that's what people need to put, understand, need to understand too, especially bullies. When someone is reaching out for help and saying they're doing something about their health, whether they're doing something or they're written to help, don't use that as ambulances to gain something to be right Don't use that as a weapon to hurt somebody. They're already hurt enough. Use that to help somebody. Uplift somebody. Put a smile on somebody's face. They could have a bad day today. But tomorrow be smiling right. all day long. All you gotta do is say something because and, and see, it's a lot of, if we also, like Mr. Platter said, spoke on two and you did two petty, if we recognize certain things, man, and, and like I said, having that person talk to, especially for these kids in the school, uh, some of the types, even though it's, man, it's over, what, 300 different types of mental illness, I believe, but far as in, like, mood disorders, depression of, of like, a bipolar disorder, anxiety disorders, personality disorders, psychotic disorders like schizophrenia and this type of things, eating disorder, a big one, trauma-related disorders, man, or post-traumatic, traumatic stress disorder, substance abuse disorder as well. And when you talk about the trauma-related, that trauma-related, man, it's, it's so many, you know, you can't just pinpoint what's trauma, you know what I mean, or what's trauma on somebody's life. And if they have that trauma in their life and they are facing a, going through a trauma disorder and these type of things and they never talk to a type of person who can spot this, then they never get the type of help that, that they need. Mm-hmm. You know, you and can't keep just watch. saying the kid is bad, the kid is bad, the kid is bad, and not really, you know, have them talk to the, you know, type of people that can really get down to what's really going on. But... Go ahead, Mr. Platt. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, we just got it. Like you said, you can't say the kid's bad. I mean, who are we to judge what somebody else has gone through? That kid that's a bully, it can be because that's the way he's lashing out. Just like you said, you used to lash out with the anger, with everything. Right. Everything, you know, their last, the way they're acting is because of a reason. And we've got to quit right. categorizing people. Well, this person, you're the bully. Just stay away from Don't help. No. They need help just as much as a person being picked on everything else. We've all got to band exactly. in together. Like I said, we got to get rid of that stigma from it. 
and I think, like you said, having the people there to help at the schools, but it's also the mentoring with the kids. Um, we've gone to a generation now of these kids being raised by their computers, by their phones, where we used to have family interaction. Mm. Now they just sit there and play games. You know, we used to go for our friends riding bikes. And That's true. We go to their house with the Atari yep. playing, everybody's together taking turns. Well, now you're all online and never see each other. And That's we true. need to mentorship. We've got so many single parents out there and kids being raised by grandparents, everything else that, we need to step up as the men and, and women of our nation and our communities and be there for the youth. Um, ask them, hey, are you having an okay day? Well, how are you doing today? I make it a point around my house. I sit out and I see the kids come by after school. I'll say hi to every kid that comes by when I'm outside. I don't know them or not, but they right. at least say hi. They got that acknowledgement. Right. Anyway. I can understand that. I respect that. And, he, and that's the I same remember, thing too. That's like that I agree with you, things like that. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's just like you saying and we talked earlier about the stigma of, you know, I'm okay or things all right. Uh, Petty will vouch for me. I'm known around Wichita as being Superman. That's what a lot of them in the homeless community, their communities, because of I'm there to help everybody, do everything, I get something done, I make miracles happen with people a lot of times. But by the same Dang. token with that, it's put me up on a pedestal a lot of times of, well, nothing bothers you because you're up here. You do all this. You can't be. And even being Superman, there's still times that I struggle and I need help. And I can, I'll be brutally honest. There's been times in my life where I've stood up on a bridge and thought, wow, I could jump off here and float down. Nobody would know. And right. the thing that always kept me from that was, and like I tell the youth, I said, you find the reason not to. I think of it as my dad being raised. He was a police officer. He found people before he committed suicide. I know the effect it had on them. So I think if I jumped off of that bridge, somebody found me down the road or down the river there someplace, how would that have the effect on them? What if it was some kid that found my body? You know, what if my parents, my, my kids, what would they think of the reason that I did this? Would they feel like they're responsible for it? You know, that just survivor's guilt, what you could have done different. I mean, those are the reasons I always thought of, no, this is the reason to keep on. But we've got to teach our youth to think of that way. You can't, you've got to think of the reasons to keep going. And you can't be afraid to tell, I've always had good friends that's been there that I'll say I'm all right. And they're like, yeah, I quit bullshitting me. What's wrong? I mean... You can't be, we can't be afraid, and a lot of times we are, we don't want to step on somebody else's feelings or anything else, but to be a true, honest friend with somebody, and when you know something's wrong with them, to not just take it, I'm okay bit from them, and go on about it. Be a good enough friend to go ahead and say, no, I can tell something's wrong, what is it, let's talk. Show them that you care enough, not just take the superficial answer that all of us do as men. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. And, and you, what'd you say, Ben? Yeah. That's the whole point, everybody. Love thy neighbor. Right. Love thy neighbor. I mean, love thy friend. Love thy brother. Love thy sister. Love thy mother. And see, with the... 
with the schools at the schools. I remember being in school, man, at Hilldale High School, Elementary, I mean, Hilldale High School here in Muskogee. Um, we had a counselor, and it was a, I don't know if it was a program where they just the counselor picked people, but every so often, every, uh, like a student would be able to, like, work with the counselor and actually kids that had situations going on in the school at that time it was like if you knew one one student had beef with another student and they would it might be a fight brewing or not happening yet but it was leading to it then you know that counselor would you you know you work with us so you would be able to be like a moderator you'd be able to sit in the middle and talk to this person this side and have each other come to you know some kind of conclusion and that right there man having her having her as that counselor and talking because you'd go in there and talk to her about anything. And I actually did. And she was one of the people that I could go and talk to about a lot of stuff that was going on in my life and a lot of the things that I was feeling. And that did stop me from doing some, you know, a lot of things. And as I'm older now, so as you know, you look back at your life, I realized when I stopped having um, that and a lot of that anger, a lot of that that was dealing with, it came out in ways that were, which at that point with that crucial person there, it was deterring it. But without that person, you know, and me staying with, I learned, I just lash, you know, you just lash out. And a lot of times with these kids, man, uh, if I'm getting right with the latest school shooting, I believe they was having, they had, talk, they was talking to him. The office, the um, resource officer was talking to the student, or the principal was talking to the student before the shooting, and then you know the that happened. The principal, okay, all right. Yeah, and, the principal. See, that's the thing there. If you're able to have that gun, you know what I mean. And these are our kids. These are our kids. So, a rash, you know, irrational decision a kid is gonna make. But if you, I, I don't, you know, I know it's a million ways you could probably get the gun in the school. But, man, I know kids don't like it, but I feel like, you know, we do got to do whatever we can to make sure these type of weapons don't get into the school. Like I said, I know it's hard, but that that's, that's another step as well, too. Kids ain't going to like being, you know, walking through metal detectors and these type of things, but if these are the type of things that we got to put in place just to make sure then, hey, man, I'm all for that. I used to just see it differently, but when you really think of it with a, a, a grown-up mind state, man, and just be real about the situation, if you're able to get a gun in the school, then that means you got the possibility to killing someone, harming someone, or harming a lot of people. And I don't know. I don't know what Olathe's school, you know, I don't know what the school system is as far as in, any of that, you know what I mean? So I can't speak on it, but I, I just know, like, man, that could have turned out so, so much horrific, man. And like Mr. Platter said, just, just, just thank the Most High, man, that it that it went the way that it did, and that a lot of other people, man, didn't get have to lose their life. And the shooter, like as well, instead of losing his life, this might turn around to be. Uh, a testimony for him to to talk to somebody, you know, a kid or, or, or people to inspire them, man. So I, I wouldn't write him, like I said, I wouldn't write him off. He did what he did. I wouldn't write him off because with the right people in his life, this could turn around as a testimony for him, and he could turn around and get on the right track. 
but those key people have to be there. You got to find out what's what's the problem, what's the issue. Man, you think about it. I mean, he went in there. You know that kid was not expecting ah, to, man, to survive that day. He wasn't going in there expecting right. to walk back out of school alive. I mean, no. because he knows no. what happens if most of your school shootings. So, in a way, he was going yes. in that day to commit suicide. Yeah, he's been getting that second a... chance of life at it to change. I mean, uh, it's I, just I like you said, too. it's the mental health of it. That he too. was at a point where there was no turning back. Point of no point of return. And that's the thing. This is the thing, Samo. It's the thing that we're trying to teach the people. What we're doing right now is we're bringing the awareness. You know, I have a good friend of mine, Miss Ebony Arthur, the music of all records. <laughs> he wrote a book. <coughs> and you feel the exact same thing that I'm doing May 23rd. You feel the same country with it. I think I'm going to have to do the same thing. May 23rd. This is for a good cause. The thing is going. Who are you? You can get mental health. 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 And make this idea possible. He put the idea in my head. No. Other people thinking it's going to be a fight, which is a publicity scheme, which is not worth What we're doing here is hey, right. right. I was just talking about people in Moscow, just like the people all over the world, people here in the city. What I am doing is something that you need to be standing up for. So we don't have to go through this shit again. The last history has been that happened was in 2015 at the Jewish synagogue in Oakland Park in 2015. Three people lost their lives. That was the last time something like that happened until today. This happened right down the street from where I live. This happened to where two of my children go to that school. Parents, they're worried about their children. Okay. They're worried about their kids. That's true. Everybody. These kids, three weeks is not two weeks away from Especially the seniors, those kids are traumatized for life. The staff are traumatized for life. That officer, he's a fucking hero. Are you going to have he's going to have he's going to be traumatized for that? The administrator traumatized. That student traumatized. He's it, it's going to it, it hurts everybody and it hurts the community because it's just not a way to eat. Nothing about all the other schools that are around here in this area in this location and all over the Johnson County area and the Kansas City area. Parents. Teachers, counselors, students, community. We all need to come together. We all need to come together. We can talk about everything else later on. But everything else that's around us, whether we go to work, school, or anything after that at home, your mental health 
factors in. It plays in it. Because when you go home and you are by yourself behind closed doors, you are in your own head. You are in your own thoughts. And your mental can play with you. That's why they have called the song, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me, by the Ghetto Boys. Your mind can play tricks on you into doing something that you cannot take back when you are triggered. So you have to reach out for help. People need to be there to be ready for help. I guarantee you, to this day, had Cedric Lofton gotten the help that he needed when he was crying out for help, that young man would still be alive. I'm You know, you can throw all the business and conflict all you want, all the protests and everything like that. But the main thing is this. We can prevent tragedy, says it Lawson, and what happens here in the nation. We speak about mental awareness to help bring this to light. So I'm telling people, main point of view, at the highways, Authorities have identified the wounded school resource officer 
Officer Eric Clark has been a school resource officer for seven years and has spent 15 years as a police officer. Clark radioed for help just after 10.30 a.m., saying he had been shot and injured and that an administrator had been shot. The officer also reported that the suspect, a student, had been shot. Police confirmed the suspect had been shot by the school resource officer. No other students were injured. All right, so then they learned that a school administrator pulled the student, who was a senior, from class that morning after receiving a tip that the teen had a gun in his backpack. That's key information right there. They went to the administrator's office. The student refused to open his bag. That's when the assistant principal called for the school resource officer, who SRO entered the office, and that's when the shots was fired. A spokesperson with the Overland Park Regional Medical Center said the hospital received three adult male victims. Two of the three victims were released from the hospital Friday afternoon. The third victim remained in critical condition. The school, like they said, was immediately locked down after the shooting. Students were kept in classrooms until police could secure the building. Later, students were escorted out of the building, single file, and taken by bus to the California Trail Middle School and Pioneer Trail Middle School. Um, it was an insane, this is what, what I'm saying, it was an insane. We didn't know what was going on. That's what Junior, what, uh, one of the kids said. There was a bunch of rumors, but we never truly knew what, what it was, like, correct, and we were just in lockdown for two hours and didn't know what was right or what was wrong. Uh, our principal went over the intercom and told our teachers to look at the emails immediately, like drop everything. Our teacher said we were in lockdown, and she went and locked the door. That's all we know at that point. We didn't know how long we were going to be in the classroom, so our teacher had some snacks and stuff, and she tried to keep us calm. She did a good job. Parents who heard about the shooting in some cases from the children inside the school were told by district officials initially to head to family video on South Black Bob Road where they waited for students to be released. Uh, it's hard, but it's much better with technology. The fact that I can still have them text me, I've been texting like, are you still okay? Are you still safe? So that makes it easier, but, yeah, it's still scary. That's what one parent said. Agents with the Kansas City Field Police Office of the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, they also was dispatched out to assist, right? So the Johnson County Multi-Jurisdictional Officer Involved Shooting Investigation Team is investigating the shooting. Aletha Police said that the officer involved in the shooting has been placed on paid administrative leave, which is standard procedure. Counseling services were made available to students at staff in California Trail Middle School and Pioneer Trail Middle School until 7 p.m. Friday, the superintendent said that the district would have counseling services available for them next week as well. Now, and that comes from, and that's from the KMBC, and we'll bring Mr. Platter on too. Now, they said they got a tip about this kid having a gun in his backpack. So it was a tip that he had his gun, that it was a gun in the backpack. And now from, from what they state, from what they state in their report, is well, I guess when they went in to, you know, maybe the office to talk to the student about the, uh, you know, give him the backpack so they could see. And when he called in the officer, uh, that's when the, fi the shots was fired. I, I, I don't know, you know what I mean? Me, I don't know, but 
what at that moment right there, man, how how could you handle or how could you better uh, handle that type of situation? You get a tip that a kid got a gun in the backpack. You bring the kid in, you know what I mean? The kid, I guess, is okay or whatever. Not trying to open up the backpack right then and there. With the with the with the school person, the resource officer come up and shots fired. What else can you do in that type of situation to handle it even any different? Any one of y'all wanna wanna just speak on that type of information that we got with the tip in the back, gun in the backpack, and then going into the office talking and the shots fired when the resource officer came in. The thing I would love to know, and I think we'll probably we'll probably unfold as the story comes out, is how the tip was received. Did the other kids see it in a locker like that, or did the kids show him it, or what? Because mm. if he went in and showed him the gun or something, that was another cry out for help. I mean, you don't go in and show you know, If you're going in with the idea of to shoot somebody to do this, you're not going to tell anybody else you got the gun because that's going to ruin your plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. and it's, I, I mean, the officer. There was no other. It got to a point in that principal's office. There was no other choice for the officer. The road had gone down too far. It was try to save as many people as you could. And like right. I said, I commend that officer for everything. I feel sorry for him. I mean, my dad, being a police officer, was involved in a shooting, which killed a person once, and I know. That's been 32 years ago, and he still has nightmares about to this day. And you think of yourself, what could you have done different? How could you have done this? So, I mean, my heart really goes out to that officer and his family because uh, his whole life has changed. You're looking at an 18-year-old kid. Even though the kid survives, you're still thinking, man, I had to shoot that kid. You go back days and weeks before of – what could I have done different with this kid? I know this kid from walking through the halls. I mean, he was an officer out there every day. He knows all the kids in that school. Right, I mean, right. That's not, you're not shooting faces. a stranger. You're yeah. shooting someone you know. That's, right. And so then you start thinking right. about all the things you could do, could have done different to change the past. But that's where we've got to get with the youth and not just the youth, but with the adults. What can we do to help change somebody's path that they don't go down that dark road, rather saying hi to them, rather – like I said earlier, it's man enough ourselves to know when something's wrong with them to say, hey, no, I can tell you're not okay, what's wrong? It's being a good enough friend. It's being a positive role model to them. You see somebody being picked on, you help build them up. Instead of our tearing each other down, like I said the other night about um, last time I was on, I said we need to build each other up instead of tear each other down. And we're in a world today where it's it's funny to tear each other down. I mean, and it's just we can, we've got to change that mentality, change that way. We've got to help each other. We've got to build each other. The only way we're going to change this and get through this, and the pandemic's made it ten times worse, and the internet's made it ten times worse, is we've got to go back to old school and be brothers, be there for each other, be family. Yeah. And whether we are blood or not, we still have to be family. I can understand that. We do. I can understand and that. Respect you that. Yeah. I agree with. You. I just think that. Um, Carol Brewer, uh, daughter of late Wichita Mayor Charles Brewer, what happened to the Scare Straight program? We need those type of programs. We need more people, more mentors to be able to talk to teenagers. We need more leaders to talk to parents. You know, we need 
Everybody got to step in there and win. Everybody. Politicians, athletes, entertainers, us as people. We got to step up the game up. But it's gone on for way too long. And the lesson that needs to be taught is not being taught. It's being ignored. Damn it, I'm tired of what it's been being ignored. I'm tired of it of this being ignored. We gotta do what we gotta do and do our due diligence. I want people to know that this May twenty eighth show is not a money grab and it's not a one time thing. Moving forward, I'm going to speak about my mental health. Whether it's at an event, raising money for mental health, or I'm on stage talking about my mental health. I'm going to be the advocate to bridge to bring people together in unity and entertainment with platforms and everything else to them being recognized. I'm going to be that leader. You know, there's a lot of people talking about, oh, I'm a leader, I'm a boss, and all of that, but you stay silent when it comes to shit like this. You're not chiming in. If you take the time of your time to speak from the heart and speak in that truth, there's three gentlemen on this call right now. Myself, Mr. Platter, and the Mr. And that's because I contacted both of them and told them that I needed them to come on here because we've got to talk about it. In the midst of many times, I've talked about mental health on Chop On It Radio for almost two years. We talked about it. Yeah. Me and Mr. Platter yeah. talk about this type of stuff. We've been talking about this type of stuff since 2014. Man up, guns down, we should talk. We've been talking about that. That's Mr. Platter's... Uh, That's true. Yep. Yeah. I'm still on there today because the message is still true. Yeah. Check up on my friends. Make sure they're okay. Make sure their kids are okay. Somebody could, there could have been more life things today if it wasn't for that school research officer. You know, we can sit here and say fuck the police and all this other shit. That's that fucking hood mentality, y'all. That, that's bad cop. Fuck this. That let the Lord deal with that. But for somebody to face it, Say twenty one hundred kids life. When he's on the line to save them, you guys want to think about this. Even they're being saved today, their lives are still traumatized and changed. I mean, imagine being a student in that school. True. And for the rest of your life, you think about that person that came in there with that gun and shot it up. That person was your friend. How many of those people did they exactly. knew him throughout the years? He was a senior. I mean, he was 18 years old. So how many people knew him through not only high school, but junior high, grade school? 
you know, all of a sudden, and even if they didn't know him, it's like, man, I was sitting in the class that day, and you know, you're forever marked as one of the kids in that high school, and that shooting happened. It's something that's forever burned into your memory, and it traumatizes you. Every one of those kids have a chance of PTSD over this. And the teachers. And the teachers, yes. Yes. The teachers, the lunch people, the custodians, every single person there is affected by this today. Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. And think of your officers responding to it. I mean, how many of the police officers have kids that were at that school? And imagine getting called to a shooting at school where your kid goes to school at. Right. I mean, just you right. think of all the trickle-down effect of it. But I thought it was interesting, Petty, you mentioned earlier about Cedric Lofton. Uh, as you know, I've been following that real close. My stepdaughter's on the Cedric County uh, deal for it, and I've been to every one of their meetings. And the thing I found out about it, I'm okay. going through the MEP screen right now for foster kids because I want to start training it. If I started looking through it as foster parents, they have no mental health training suicide prevention training or anything. Throughout their oh, MIPS wow. class, they touch on it, but there is no training on it. But yet, all the kids you get as a foster kid, you think about they've been ripped away from their family for one reason or another. There's going to be a trauma there. Some of them bounced around schools. And I flat out asked yeah. her about it, and the gal ignored me with it, so I had the committee ask her about it, since I knew about four people on there. I said, okay, because they're their answer was, well, there's classes available if the people want to take them. And I'm like, okay, so since is mental health a option well, when you're going to be working right. with youth that you already know there's going to be some problems with, why would you not know, learn the basic things of how to spot the anxiety, how to spot the depression, what to do with the kids, showing signs, order signs of suicide, how to de-escalate a situation. Yes. I mean, the vital tools right. that they're supposed to have for these youth to succeed, they don't have. But right. I'm working with that now with one of the nonprofits I work with of that does the training of trying to present a deal to the state and to the foster agencies where it is say not just the one class but a series of the classes uh, tied into their maps to get into it of suicide awareness, mental health, anxiety, um, what happens if the kid turns out to be gay or lesbian or their self-identity crisis? How do you deal with it? I mean, things that you may not normally think about, think about those because you don't right. know what you're going to be dealing with. And I think as all sure. of this, it would be good. Most of these classes, if you go through the local mental health agencies, um, through the Kansas Kid Care and all them, they offer classes to the public on mental health, suicide prevention, um, ICT SOS does several deals. I've taken about four of their classes on suicide prevention, spotting it, de-escalating. I think it's something all of us should take. If you want, the only way we're going to be able to help and address it is we have to know how to help, what to say or do, what to see the signs are. Mm-hmm. And That's very true. The education is there and it's free. And I'll gladly. Um, Tag you guys on it. I'll start posting links as I see the stuff come up yes. for it, resources um, for it, because everybody should be able yes, to if you take the class. That, if you Definitely. do that, uh, tag me. Yeah, most definitely tag me. Any, any of that type of information, anything like that, and I'll definitely will look into it because you're you right. And if they offer the the class or whatever you can take, and just to learn how to help through that prevention, man, 
I'm like you, you know, that, that did hit me because it's like, well, you're right. If, if, what if I am really in this, uh, uh, I've been in certain situations, but I need to, as myself, be better prepared. If I got a friend that comes to me and having those type of thoughts or thinking like that, I got to be prepared myself too, more or know, more trained, know some of the things to do so that maybe I can offer more help to my friend, my family member or a stranger or whatever the case may be. So that, that did, that touched me, man, because if they got the class and it's free for free, yeah, I encourage all yeah, of us to look into that. I mean, I hate to admit it, it's guilt of my past, but I've been in a place before where a person, I've seen the signs, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know how to help, so I didn't say anything. A couple of days later, that person committed suicide. But mm-hmm. it's, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to help, so I did nothing. And that was not a good friend. That cost them their life. If I would have known something better, and like I said, that's the reason the classes and that to me help so much because if you have a better idea what to say, you have a better idea to call for help. You see these signs, you know, hey, they are to a point something needs to be done for their own help. You can't right. just shrug it off and right. say, well, I don't know what to do, so I guess I'll just let them go. They'll, they'll figure it out on their own. I mean, that's the problem we have with our whole mentality. Right. Because we and, can't let everybody do it alone. We have yeah. to do it together. Right. And, you know, by me dealing with this, like I tell everybody, I thought therapy in 2020. You know, I had a sucking, mental freaking, working from home to COVID, dealing with other shit. And I thought therapy. It's not the therapy that I need to, you know, basically what I've been going through for the last past summer and everything, so I've been able to do it on my own, but I know that I need to help, so I talk. Why I have the community kind of Why can come to talk on the radio? I can talk to Mr. I can talk to Mr. Flash. I can talk to all my friends, my business. And, you know, I know they're going to be great, you know, DJ Pete thing that's on Facebook. You know, he talked about his business, and I checked up on him and said, he was okay, and he was okay, and he did all those things, he was okay, and that's cool, too. Talk to your friends. Check up on him. Give him a space for a few couple days or so, maybe 24 hours or so, but check up on him. Make sure they're okay. Bring us a few to them. One thing I have learned. You show empathy. You know, anytime you gotta show empathy. Because you don't know what that person is going through. And I need to say that our other friend in Washington, he don't know what that is. And you preyed on that. And that's just not cool. Because you can trigger something bad and end up having situations where happen today. Not gonna have that anymore. We need to come together and speak on it. Um, what is it? Tuesday. No, not Tuesday. Wednesday. I have a meeting, a Zoom meeting with the mental health organization here in Kansas City. I'm going to talk with them about coming to interested in being a part of most hated super time shit, May 28. Mr. Platter, I hit him up last night. I asked him. Would he speak at this event after he told me a story about his co-worker and his friend, maybe his three-year-old son? 
Mr. Platter's going to speak. Mr. Demister, I told you many times, man. Come May 28th, I need your birthday. Let's celebrate your birthday. Come cover the event. Bring the suit and tie on and everything else too. We all need to sit in front, like I said. We all need to come together as one. United as one. Black, white, Latino, Asian, gay, dirty, heterosexual, homosexual, war uh, Russia, Ukraine. No, 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 Dallas Cowboy fans, in case you don't matter what you are, because at the end of the day, you're human. You're human. Hold on, hold on, hold on, baby. Did you say Dallas Cowboy fans? <laughs> uh, I heard you put that one off in there, man. <laughs> yes, I did. I couldn't have Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City, Cowboy fans. Hey, come on now, come on now, man. Don't, don't, don't get on my sooners now, baby. We, 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 we turn the show into a whole battle right here, man. That, that, that get all my sooners now. Get all my sooners. Hey, look, look, look. Let's let this year go first, and then we'll talk about the Sooners. Then we, we, we got a new groove. So, but no, let's get back to top, big, because you know I love about Sooners. Hey, I went to high school with you, Coach. Huh? I said I went to high school with your Coach. And Brent Venables and I have known each other oh, for about 40 years now. Man, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Wow, man, yeah, I, I think he's going to be doing an amazing from, job. He's good. He's one hell of a guy. I mean, on the field. Yes, yeah. Man, yeah, but he, he does never knows things, need man. You never know who kids. people know. He mentors yep. as well. Okay, okay. See, you never know. Yeah, those man. kids are his, it's his program. His, yeah, to him, that football uh-huh. is just another teaching tool for life. And that's well, what see. the things you know. See. Kobe Bryant, and Kobe Bryant once said the biggest mistake that we make in life is thinking that we have something. Right now, there's too many people getting their life cut short because of the stigma. Some are cutting their own yeah. time on this group short. Are taking the time of others. Yeah. Also, it's too much. It's true. It's too much. It's true. And the fact that this happened in my hometown makes it right. more of an emphasis that I need all hands on deck. May 28th. Soldier, I want you to play this clip. On, on the on the book, on the page to every single artist, my message: If you are performing on this show, when it's still a different live fast, live forever. The finally paradox: Bay, Gnosis, King Job, Billion, PDG, myself, BJ Three Fingers. DJ Frostbite, whoever. I know Mr. Platt is promoting, so I ain't got to say nothing to him. Whoever is listening to this, I don't give a damn what you're doing. I don't give a damn what you think about me. But what I'm doing right now, what you cannot say about me, 
is that I don't have a heart. Because I have a big heart. And what she cannot say is that this event is going to be whack. This, this, is, this event is not whack. This event concerns you as much as it concerns me. This happened in my hometown. This didn't happen any this mm-hmm. didn't happen in uh no stand back Oklahoma Alabama, you know? This didn't happen in somewhere in fucking Kentucky. This happened in my hometown. As a matter of fact, it happened right down the street from where I live. This happened to two friends whose kids go to that school. This happened to 2,100 students alongside hundreds of faculty and staff members. Right. This is in a community. And you know what, man? So go ahead. This has been your community. Everything everything that, everything that, that we have said, we spoke on, man, to everybody listening, you know, uh, we appreciate you listening too, but this is a, a mental health, like Mr. Platter said. It, it, it was mental health involved in this as well because the information about the gun and the backpack, these type of things, and even by taking the gun to the school, you know what I mean. That's a sign right there of something, something going on there, man. So definitely, man. Uh, our hearts and prayers go out to everybody that's affected by the school shooting man uh very very tragic uh we can't say that uh we think thankful that it didn't get worse than what it was the situation wasn't as worse but it's still gonna be a lot of a lot of damage still gonna be a lot of people affected and and sad but a lot of people gonna be traumatized for a very long time if not for the rest of their life because of that situation and that's something that we you know we got to understand and we got to respect and um, those people, you know, we hope that they can get the proper services that they need and talk with the proper people that they need to. And, you know, having the services available sometimes just might not cut it. Sometimes we might, you know, need to develop to where we might take the extra step or something like that. And I know you can't force people to do certain things, but maybe it's somewhere we can develop a more, you know what I mean, for the ones that don't. But maybe we can, you know, especially when it comes to school, whether it's every student must go, you know what I mean, once a week or whatever to sit down with the counselor for so many minutes uh, throughout a day, you know what I mean, just talk with that counselor where everyone got to go through there. Mm-hmm. I know that's a bunch of kids, so whatever you got to do, you just got to do it. You know what I mean? These kids are our future. These kids are going to be the next future leaders and whatever things they choose to do and be successful at. So if mental health is a problem and these things, issues going on with them, I believe we got to speak about it. We got to talk about it. And for those that's in power and positions to do things about it, we got to look at how we can keep them safe and offer them the mental health type of assistance, man, while they young. You know what I mean? Help teach them these things while we while they're young. So as they grow and they become younger adults and then adults, they can know some of the tools and some of the things to to do when these situations come in their life, and they're still going to need to reach out, but at least they'll have a better understanding of how to deal with certain things. 
Um, I know a lot of people that never had anyone tell them how to deal with anything like that, anything emotional, mental, anything. You know, they just did whatever they saw or what, whatever. They just, you know, said they didn't or never told nobody about it, man. And to this day, as grown people, you know, even they'll tell you they wish they would have had someone that they, you know, could talk to or a counselor or these type of things. So let's do this real quick, Teddy, man. Let's take just a, a short, short break, man. And then uh, we'll we'll come right back on, on on the show, man. We got Mr. Jason Platter appreciating, man. Uh, uh, much respect. I respect his word, respect his opinion, his insight. A uh, uh, very very heartful, heartful man. I feel the energy. You know what I mean? And um, definitely the energy I feel. He got a heart for people. You know what I mean? But he do got a heart for what's right. You know I me, mean? he came on the show one time and he wasn't playing with y'all. He told y'all, nah, nah, dog, damn it, dog, y'all go, this is what you're going to do. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that. And I appreciate that realness, but I appreciate the him and his energy. So we're going to take this real quick break and we're going to come right back on the show. Something that I know about ya yeah. Don't you know Don't you know that it's no secret That I really want you Want you Sit down, have a drink Come on, baby, won't ya Ooh. I think it's time that I show you something new that you never seen before A man that opens doors Pull out your chair Hold your hand when you walk up the stairs I know you're not used to These little things That I'm gonna do for you All that I'm trying to say On this special day Are you ready? Tell me you're ready for this test What I'm saying
I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show and just much respect for everything you guys are doing. Um, you and Teddy, I mean, you guys are amazing. And I just want to say anybody out there that's listening, if you're having struggles, you feel like you're not okay, reach out to someone. Reach out if you need to call a hotline or something to do. Um, if you have no one else to reach out to, look me up on Facebook. I know he's tagged me here. Send me a message. I will gladly talk to anybody anywhere through any situation. I would rather talk you through a situation than have people going to your funeral or having other people that was hurt because of the way you lashed out from what was building out. There's nothing wrong with any of us not being okay at times, going through struggles. That's part of life, but we help each other through and we make each other stronger. And I just hope that anybody in the world, they always feel that they can always reach out to someone. If you feel like there is someone, I am there. I just appreciate all of you guys, and you know, I look forward to the 28th with Petty and having a chance to be a game changer there and starting a grassroots revolution. It's going to change this. I'm hoping that we can raise the awareness to mental health, to the stigma of it, to let people know that hey, we can overcome this. I mean, we're in it together, and life is a team sport. We help each other make it as far as we can. That's right. I agree. Much respect. Much respect. Appreciate you definitely, y'all. He, he he said, you know, you can reach out to him. So we did tag him uh, again. You can, you can hit his link if you need to. Reach out to him, man, because this is serious. And it is people out there that can help you through situations. But you got you know, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. You know what I mean? We got to we gotta let that go and just suck it up and just get through it. It's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to let it out there and um, get some help or at least get some inspiration so you can get some help, get further services, a different path. Then committing suicide or harming yourself, poisoning yourself, trying to overdose yourself, these type of things. So definitely appreciate you, Mr. Platter. And I know this will not be the last time we have you on the show. Much respect. And um, like I said, uh, we will be definitely getting you back on. Oh, most definitely. Anytime. Thanks again, guys. You're welcome. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Petty, Petty, Murphy, Femo, man, uh, definitely uh, a real tough, serious situation, you know what I mean? So if anybody that missed it or came in, you know what I mean, hey, you can replay, catch the replay always, man, always be replay. Now, we going to get into a little bit. We got to get back into a little bit of this mix, man, and then we're going to come back on, man, before we ride up out of here and got to say um, with the Olathe Kansas school shooting, you know what I mean, with Petty Murphy, you know what I mean? That's Petty Murphy's hometown. He told y'all that was just right up down the street from where he at. So definitely hit close to home. Hit did hit home 
for Petty Murphy, you know what I mean? So, again, you know what I mean? Our hearts and our prayers go out to, you know, Alayda, everybody that, you know, that was affected, man, and, and prayers, but just protection, man, and comfort, you know, man, to get through that time. Because that situation happened, man, and, and it could have turned out a whole lot worse. But it is still, we can't take away it and make it seem like what's, what happened was it at worst point. You know what I mean? That was a worst point. But it could have been even more. So you got to salute those and you got to respect those who was in positions to stop it from getting any worse. And that was the resource officer. And the resource officer, you know, did his job. He did what he what he was supposed to do. And he did save other people from potentially losing their life or being wounded. You know what I mean? So you got to say that as well, man. So big shouts out to him for doing that, man, and salute to him. I, you know, we got to salute him because them kids, man, them kids and the gun. And you just never know if a couple of far shots you turn and point at somebody else and then that was another person. You know what I'm talking about? So we're going to get into this mix, man. We're going to come back. We're going to check back in with Petty Murphy. And we're going to check in with Famo. Saturday night. Slide through there like that, man. We're going to check in with Famo like that. Let's get it. Call her back today. You threw the bag away. Show you ten. She looking like anime. I'm going in. You had a tad delay. I never had to wait. No. You got an underlay. I caught her back today. You threw the bag away. Show you ten. She looking like anime. I'm going in. You had a tad delay. I never had to wait. You got her own. I get a bag and she get a bag and then we gon' spend it together. I'm about to change her the wealth. I'm changing her for the better. He don't meet just like a swell. Mob shit, good fella. Walking with Gloss Forever. So, so hot, this shit might just melt. I get a bag, I get to the cash, and then I go hard just to get it. I keep that money on top of my mind just like it's a new era fit. She by my side just like a for five. We more like Bonnie and Clyde. Whenever it's time to ride, she going in, she down to drive. I hop in the whip, I pop in the clip, and then we go get to the we look in the point, cause niggas is funny, they mad my bitch be stunt. I hop in the whip, I hop in the clip, and then we go get to the money. We look in the point, cause niggas is funny, they mad my bitch be stunt. Let's get I caught her bag today, you threw the bag away. Show you ten, she looking like anime. I'm going in, you had a tad delay. I never had to wait, you got an underlay. I caught her bag today, you threw the bag away. Show you ten. She looking like anime. I'm going in. You had a tad delay. I never had to wait. You got an underlay. Papa chasing that brand new bag. I get it in. DJ Cali with the grind. All I do is win, win. I work the pot, not a block hot. 12 watches, new spot. New work, work the pot. Straight drop, now back hot. Shorty to 10. Under the sheets we lay. She eat my cake up. She's my anime, super thick with a curve in her thigh, bottom chick that's down to ride, love me long time and say she'll never leave my side, a block boy on the block, I fly with a different flock, don't kick it with no lanes, cause with lanes I can't rock, I chop them rocks, the shape back don't stop, 24-7 around the clock, I chase that guap, I get it. I caught her bag today, you threw the bag away, show you 10, she looking like anime, I'm going in. 
You had a dad delay. I never had to wait. No, you got an underlay. I caught a bag today. Hey, you threw the bag away. Show your ten. She looking like anime. I'm going in. You had a dad delay. I never had to wait. You got an underlay. Checking in. All you rap niggas capped out. Look, jump out the porch, then I went to the trap house. Talk my shit, got the whole lot to rap out. I'ma speak real, what the fuck I got to cap out? Yeah, let's go. I'm the black sheep, I'm the one that they yap out. I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out. I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out. Yeah, let's go. Jump out the porch, then I went to the trap house. Talk my shit, got a whole lot to rap out. I'ma speak real, what the fuck I got a cap out? Yeah. Let's go. I'm the black sheep, I'm the one that they yap out. I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out. I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out, yeah. Let's go. 
I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out Checks coming in so you know I'm about to cash out Caps in the beat so you know I had to spaz out, yeah Let's go Niggas talk slick, take his bitch, beat the back out Broke ass niggas, I'ma show you what the sack about I'ma put a bag on his head, get him axed out, yeah Let's go Yeah, I got the motherfucking game in the chokehold Got the rap money coming in by the boatload Fuck a red light, boss cash on go mode, yeah Okay Cut niggas off, they don't stay by the G-code Wait, people love, I'm the one that they sleep on Get up in the booth every time I go beast mode, yeah Okay I'm, I'm really grinding, applying the pressure Killing these rapper, I'm talking whoever I'm coming too hard, name a nigga, who better? I'm in my zone, ain't nobody gon' stop it For making friends, I'm collecting the profit So Carolina, I'm one of the hottest Bitch, I'm the GOAT and I ain't being cocky Put foot on the next and I swear I can't let up Used to be broke, now a young nigga flexed up I got up now, I don't know what about next up Pass all you rappers, now they playing catch up I had no option, I had to get it They count me, y'all had to show them I'm with it Back in the day, they ain't pay me attention They laugh at me when I told them all my business hey. Look Jump out the porch, then I went to the trap house, talk my shit, got the whole lot to rap out. I'ma speak real, what the fuck I got a cap out, yeah. Let's go. I'm the black sheep, I'm the one that they yap out. I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out. I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out, yeah. Let's go. Jump out the porch, then I went to the trap house, talk my shit, got a whole lot to rap out. I'ma speak real, what the fuck I got a cap out, yeah. Let's go. I'm the black sheep, I'm the one that they yap out. I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out. I'm the real deal, all you rap niggas capped out, yeah. Let's go. Next, right here on top on the radio, we checking in with Young Jack, the official, a.k.a. Jerk King Silent Knight and Petty Murphy from the Petty Murphy Project right after this, baby. Lil' B, fuck em up. Lil' B, fuck em up.
And we got Pitt and Murphy live on air as well. Fem OJ, the official. Sunday night, what's going on? <coughs> You know, shit, just, you know, kind of doing the family thing, taking care of a few, bit, uh, a few chores around the house, you know. Straight up, straight up. I salute you, my brother. I salute you. Yeah, what's good, yeah, though? you know, I got to get, I got to go in here and clean up here in a little bit for Bo, you know what I mean? I got a Bo in there, man, Bo messy and shit, you know what I'm talking about? And my dog, for y'all that don't know, that's Bo, that's my dog, man, but. Uh, me and Bo in, but he messy. Huh? Say that's dog. Man, you know what? Petty, man, you on too with it. I argue. Me and Bo sits up in here sometimes and argue, man. Me and my dog will argue for hours. We'll argue every day. Me and my dog goes at it. It's all love, but, man, it's crazy. You think I had four people off in here. You know what I mean? But it'd be me and Bo. Jag, Jag, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, hey, man, don't, don't I? Yeah, yeah baby, don't. that's my buddy there, man. But no, man, we had just... Say, not only do I have to hear from Bo when I'm down there, but I got to hear from Hansi Rally here at the house, too, man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's straight up, straight up, man. Best, best friend, man. Well, earlier, man, we had Mr. Jason Platter come on with uh, Petty Murphy and myself, and we was discussing the uh, Olathe, Kansas school shooting. You know, Petty, you know, that's on town, man, right down the street from, you know, where it happened. And we spoke over there, man, and the mental health side of it as well. Petty, I got you on live on air. Uh, Femo, did you catch wind about the Olathe uh, school shooting, the Olathe East school shooting? Man, some of it, but I, I didn't. I, I caught the headline, but I never did get a chance to just uh, check into it. All right, man. And we was we was talking on things because we know that, and we 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 brought the facts up too that last year. In 2021 was the um, highest number of school shootings in U.S. history, and that was last year. You know what I mean? And they said since Columbine, they've been seeing a peaks and rise in school shootings. So if last year was the most school shootings we had in U.S. history, that doesn't just stop within one year. So that means this year. We, we, you know what I mean, we got to be diligent to people that's in, in those places, in those positions, us as parents, all this good stuff. We got to be diligent because last year was just the the record-breaking year for school shootings, right? So that means this year going into this year projected-wise because a lot of stuff ain't happening or, you know, it's getting ready to be letting out. So we're we doing good. Well, we're not doing good, but getting ready to school, getting ready to let out. And then you got summertime, which raises up another issue. So still getting help and getting those type of resources and having things for kids to do, all of that plays a part into it. But, Femo, um, anything that, that you want to speak on for us when it comes to, like, these school shootings and guns, being able to get into the school? I mean, like, man, I mean, really, I mean, really, what can you say? You know, it's crazy. I mean, it's sure madness, man. <clears throat> I mean, we we had we 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 had you know 
bumps in the road and whatnot when we was in school, but nothing never like this year right here, though. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, man, I mean, really, where do we start, you know, is the question. You know, <clears throat> and as a parent, you know, I, I mean, I, I try to teach my kids, you know, to speak about, you know, speak on whatever's on their mind, you know, whatever's bothering you, you know, because, I mean, shit, if you keep it bottled up inside, man, eventually, man, you know, the, when the pressure is going to build up and it's going to burst somewhere, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Who knows the outcome, you know? <clears throat> and then, like, kids, man, like, and if y'all, if you feel like you you don't have no one to talk to, I, I can understand, but, man, I'm telling you, it's always somebody you can talk to. It's, it's somebody, it's always somebody willing to lend the ear, you know what I mean? See if they can help you resolve your issues. That's real. I agree. I agree. Petty, you on there? Yes, I am. The answer is Where do we begin? It's people like us that should have conversations. Even if we got to gather you up at the park, Go old school, and, 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 and you know, let y'all knuckle up and put the gloves on and, and settle your differences. You know what I'm saying? You ain't nobody getting hurt. You know what I mean? To a matter where you know families is torn apart. You know, because it's, it's it's still even even though even That's though real. I feel like you know you got the that that you know been bothering you or the kids that been. At school or whatnot, that still didn't. Solve it. it just made it worse because now your family grew because they about to lose you for the rest of the, the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? All because you had a problem with other people that maybe been picking on you or bullying you or whatever, whatnot. You know what I mean? But you didn't have enough courage to stand up and speak to somebody about it. Like man, tell somebody. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, when I was in school, I hated bullies. So I got in trouble for bullying the bullies. But you know what I mean? Like, that. I mean, I just I didn't need to stand up for the little guy. And the, the same people exist right now today. You know what I mean? But if you holding it in and you keeping it bundled up, man, and you just living in the closet, man, and not telling anybody about it, man, that's killing you on the inside. Tearing your family, tearing it apart from your family because now you thinking about doing something that, you know what I mean, either to somebody else or even to yourself, you know what I mean? Speak on it. If, if, you know what I mean? We, we not mind, as parents, we not mind reading. We can't read your mind. But we know something bothers you. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't want to about it, then we can't do anything about it. It's true. That's real. That's real. I feel that, man, because even as adults, man, a lot of people feel like, you know, they don't might not have somebody to talk to, these type of things on that level, man. And, and you do, you got, you got people to talk to. You know what I mean? But you can't be afraid to talk about it. And I know that's a big thing because you have to let people into your, into your personal. You know what I mean? But even as adults, because y'all remember the guy who flipped out and the black guy flipped out 
and was driving around and stopped, walked up to the older black man, asked him his name or whatever, and asked him to say something about his girlfriend or whatever, and then shot him and killed him. Remember, he was going around, driving around, shooting people. That happened, you know what I mean? That there is mental, that's a uh, mental illness as well that he was suffering from. He even on a phone call, man, because he went live. He was on a live video, right? You can still watch it on YouTube to this day. And on that live video, when he's on the phone call with must have been a friend, one of the things he said is, nah, man, because every time I try to talk to y'all, man, y'all don't be never having time, man. He did say that on that live. And, you know, I heard that, and that's exactly what we what we talk about right now. That was a person that was reaching out to, to the people that he felt comfortable with to be able to talk to about certain things. And obviously they was brushing him off, didn't have time. Y'all, come on, man. Y'all know they probably like, oh, man, here you go on this on this sad talk. Uh, he always got a problem. You know how people is, man. Bro, bro, why are you always – with that same bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that's what people. That's what people will say. It's not bullshit. I'm really trying to explain to you what the fuck is going on, and I, I'm trying. I really need some help with this shit. Like, yeah, exactly. And that guy, that guy, he said on that live, man. He said, man, hey, I just killed. I think he said five people. You know what I mean? And, and he planned on killing some more bases what he said. And I guess the guy was like, whatever he said on the phone, you know, you you heard that part. But he stated that he was like, man, every time my cousin, every time I try to talk to y'all, man, y'all, y'all brush me off, man. Y'all brush me off, man. You know, that's what he was saying, shit like that. And right there, man, for, for, for kids, that's an adult. And, and why he was doing that, why he was saying that, he was riding around shooting other people, you know what I mean? Had a mental breakdown. That's what he said, man. I just snapped. I just snapped, man. I just snapped. Couldn't take it no more. You know what I mean? And that right there, that's mental. I mean, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm saying that that's, that's things going on in that man's head and his mental, mental problems that, you know, he probably didn't get help for. He reached out yeah. to the people that he felt was close enough, and they they brushed him off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so and they could have not did it, and then they could have not did it on purpose. Go ahead, Femo. I was just saying, like it's add on to that. Like I mean, when we see people every day. Like you know, we might be going through some shit. You know, you never know what a person might be going through. You might be, you know, you might just be, you know, courteous. You know, just say, "Hey, man, how you doing? You doing all right today?" You, you never know. It might change a person's life. Cause he might, he might be at the right. point where he like nobody in the world really give a fuck about me. You know what I mean? And you just out of the blue mm-hmm. person. You don't even know him. You know what I'm talking about? The Bible says be careful who you entertain. You know what I'm saying? You might be in the presence of angels. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. Right. You kind words and that keep that individual from tipping over the, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Jumping over the side of the melting pot. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. I agree. I, I like, understand exactly what you're saying. I, 
real still the the real problem is, man, we as people, man, are losing our humanitarianism. Like we we, we really don't have any love for each other. You know what I mean? Well, I, I mean that. that. Well, I can see that. As a country, as a nation, as a, you know what I'm saying, the world, period. I can see that. Yeah, I, mean, I can see that. I'm saying, look, look mm-hmm. at the people over right now. These people got to stand up for some shit. They've been working hard for all their life. Right. Right. Somebody else prove a point. Yeah. Very true. You know, Very so true. if if you can see it on if you can see it on a global level, imagine just imagine how you know what I'm saying how how. Micro economy, you know what I'm saying it's happening right here in front of me. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's happening right here in front of your face. You're seeing it. You know, they took mm-hmm. prayer out of school. You know, you think about all. Just think about all the functions and gatherings we used to have. You know, what I'm saying as kids. Growing up in school, you know, we we really mm-hmm. had, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and even and yep. even though you're right, that, and even the ones that felt like they were unpopular still had their own crowd where they could maintain and still survive. Where they, they could maintain other people. And, and something that Mr. Platter brought up that that is, I think too, is he said and. and with kids now, when it comes to this bullying thing, you know, with us, with, with, with certain kids, you know, the bullying was at school, and when they got away from school, it, it, it was cool. You know what I mean? They was good. It was, they didn't have to worry about the bully no more. Now, mm-hmm. though, with social media, being online, being able to connect in on certain games, video games that they play and play with other people and these type of things, now the bullies can follow them when they at home, or or but, the the cyber but, bullying. But the thing about it is, like some of the bullies, that's cyber bullying is grown ass motherfuckers. Right. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I'm talking about the motherfuckers. You know, they they ain't kids. The kids is the ones being bullied by these motherfuckers, man. Yeah. But you, uh, yeah. it's hard to pay in and Yeah. Hey, you got any, any thoughts on that right there? I said it. Kids bully kids because of bully adults. And I'm saying I'm saying this. Because I was bullied. So, you know, when I fight, when I say this shit on social media, and I stand up for myself, when I don't want to be bothered or I got to speak up on something, it's because I've been there. I've been bullied. I'm trying to protect my peace, protect my mental, because you got to protect your mental at all times. People need to basically realize two things. One, the shit we feel right now, worldwide, people just hit my hometown. 
That's just the latest news. Let's see what we see with Kanye West and Pete Davidson. Russia and Ukraine. Shit we going through with COVID. We still around. Hey. And not not to mention not to mention that, but as in the midst of it all, we still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We still in exactly. a pandemic. Forgetting about that shit though. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Still we still in the pandemic. Yeah. Right, look, cases, cases on the rise, new strains in Oklahoma, all kind of shit. You're in still stuff popping off. Right. Right here on the home front. Right here on the home front, man. Yes, this this shit is not over with. I see everybody talking about masks and all this other shit. This shit's not fucking over with. This is not over with. This pandemic's not over with. And you know what the fact is? It isn't COVID. It's killing people. People are committing suicide because of COVID, too. But before this situation happened, y'all remember the, situ- the story about the Stanford soccer player that was found dead in, in her dorm room on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. She committed suicide. Right. Her parents were on the school this morning. She committed suicide because of a possible infraction with the school. So she committed, killed herself. And her parents said something triggered oh, her. Yeah, see, y'all feel like I'm getting fucking get the shit. You got to get the with them who kill themselves. You have a lot of shit that has happened over the years. And the last two years has brought it to the forefront. We're seeing this shit right now, people. Mental health is playing a big-ass part in this shit. It ain't the fucking economy. You got to think about it. The economy, gas going up, the war over in Europe, and of course, the pandemic, racism, and all this shit. All, like I said, all this shit factors in to your mental health. It hits the home. And all it takes. Y'all remember the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas? Mm-hmm. Remember when he went inside the damn chick fil and with the fuck off and he couldn't get breakfast and he was shot to put that gun out? Mm-hmm. It takes one of those mm-hmm. moments. It takes one of those moments for something to happen. Like this is this is a tragedy. You know, I was able to knock off my two interviews today to basically escape from that. Knowing in my heart that my hometown is hurting. You know, I've never seen so many Olympic Police Department cops today. I've even seen cops over from Shawnee, Kansas, or Mexico, Kansas, or Park, Kansas. In my city, ATF and FBI people rolling around my city because some kid who was possibly bullied, not being heard, brought a gun, got tipped off, and two people tried to basically help this young man, and this young man made the wrong decision. But somebody had to basically make his life to save 2,100 other students while their parents 
frantically worrying, a community worrying while the world is watching. People, this is why I'm doing my event May 28th. This is why I've been promoting the hell out of it. This is why I got people like Dave promoting. People like Jason Platter coming on to speak of the promoting. People like Billion and Diamond Cruise Entertainment. Big shout out to Paula Edwards for basically helping out. Big shout out to my homegirl, uh, uh, Melly. That's who I met with last week. You know, she went through her mental health. You know, lost 300 pounds, looked good like a motherfucker. <laughs> And you, I'm being honest, you know, you sit there and she's promoting and helping out. I have meetings with mental health organizations starting on Wednesday. You know, I got King Job promoting, you know, Divinely Paradox promoting. I'm telling all these artists, all you artists that are on this show May 28th, I need y'all to bring more awareness to this show. I need you to bring more awareness. This is just not another show. This is us. This is not me. This is not you. This is us. This is us as a community. This is us as a state. This is us as a whole. This is us as the human race. Because we can say black lives matter. All white lives matter. Yeah, all lives matter. And guess what? All that shit comes into play when the human race matters. We're going fucking crazy. This world has gone fucking crazy right now. And it's time to basically have a fucking sit down, talk about it, raise awareness about it, so we can help others get the proper help that they need. So we don't have to see shit like this ever happen again. And I'm not saying that it won't happen again, because it's a possibility it most likely it will. But damn, this happened in my hometown. This happened in a place where growing up here, that shit never happened before. I love Any, anybody tuning in, if anybody tuning in feel like they got something they need to get off their chest, hey, man, tap in. Like, for real. If you feel like you ain't got no money, tap in. Yeah, don't, don't, don't sit there. That's man. real. Don't be silent. Tap in. Tap in. Don't hit my inbox and don't want to talk. Tap in right now. We're here to talk to you. If you're going through something, let's talk about it. And when we talk about it, come to the event, May 28th, the Pavilion at iWorks. Tickets are $10. I have tickets. I want you to be a part of a good event, making a good cause. Contact me. If you can't, if you want my, want my contact information, hell, inbox me at the Petty Working Project on Facebook. Facebook is one class of Petty Working Project. Ooh, and, I got an uh, update. All I'm going to say is, man, it's jerking around this thing, man. It's jerking around this thing, man. Stay tuned. It's a lot of jerking going on. And you know what I mean? Like I said, man, um, Petty Murphy and the Petty Murphy Project. Uh, Petty, a, a touch touch real quick before we get a touch on your, your your last recent interview, man. I just had an inter- two interviews with Bruce Valanche, two-time Emmy Award winner, and the CEO and Vice President of the World Series. 
tonight. I just had these interviews. Both of you, all three of these gentlemen are doing something good for this culture. And mm-hmm. y'all can see that on Facebook.com yeah. project. Watch the live interview. You know, the World Series of Comedy has basically Jason and Joe have basically um, opened it up. Those who watch the interview and you're a comedian, there is a festival coming up. Uh-huh. There's a big festival called the main event in Las Vegas from September 20th to September, no, September 24th, I think it's the 22nd to the 26th. I'm entering. But if you watch that interview and you're a comedian, you watch that interview, you register $65. So a whole lot of shit that comes with that $65. But if you register and you tell Jason or Joe that you watched my interview with them, they're going to give you a set of four satellite locations to perform in. You're going to get eight because you watched the Petty Murphy Project page. And you watched that live that interview. Yeah, that yeah. What I'm trying to tell well, you know, is they told me I've been a funny motherfucker, so, damn it, I need to send my goddamn registration in around this hole, because, damn it, I go go down there, I got $65, we can pay it, you dig, and put my name in the hat. Just make oh, sure it ain't one of them big hats. I need them to put, make it a small hat. It got to be like a baseball cap or something like that. Can't be like right. no sombrero, man. It got to be like a baseball cap. I got great odds. Right, and I'm going to do it in a five-minute video of you in a comedy club setting. Make sure you set this right. Yeah. Make sure you submit that video. They grade that video. Boom. Not only that, there's rules on that, but those interviews, I'm using my platform for good. You know, we talked, you know, we didn't even get a chance to talk about mental health, but I can tell by speaking with these people that I'm doing something right for the culture. What I'm doing May 28th is for the culture. What the Family Nation's been doing, for the culture. What everybody else is doing, not paying attention, is not for the culture. That's bullshit. You only care about it when it hits the culture, when it hits hard. Why not hit for why mm-hmm. not hit hard for the culture when it happens now? When it happens to someone somebody you know. Don't wait until the, you know when it happens to somebody you don't know. Happens when it happens hit hit that fucking kick that same fucking. And you know anywhere. You 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 brought up you brought up a great great viewpoint because you know the Cedric Lawson case did just, you know, still, you know, they, they fight for it to be reopened. And, uh, man, it's a list. Yeah, but it's a situation that happened in Olathe, right? And just how I see it, just how I see it, I could be wrong. People say I got a bad understanding sometimes. <laughs> I'll be laughing. But if you can stand up and go hard for that, you know what I mean, you got to stand up too and speak on – this with these school shootings, especially if we know from the facts that 21 was the highest number of school shootings in the United States of America's history. 
So if we have the same kind of heart, is it with the mindset? If we have the same mindset, same compassion to stand up for that, that energy is also used for situations like that as well. See, we pick and choose and determine where this energy is supposed to be used, and that's not how the game is played. The energy was given to us for a reason, and it wasn't to just be over here or just for your words or your help or your energy to help or the energy to bring awareness to just this. No, it was for it all. You can't look at that person and say, okay, that person's not black, so I'm not going to cover that, or uh, that person's not white, so I'm not going to look at that, or that person's not uh, Spanish, Latino, uh, Puerto Rican. I'm not going to. You can't do that. When you truly got that in your heart, or when you truly walking in and, and this is what you do, you truly walking in that, man, the whole race and color and those type of things, yeah, you're going to always stand up for the race that you are. You're going to always have pride in that. You're going to always probably speak a little bit more from that because that's speaking from something you know and you're directly connected with. But you also got a love for other people as well. And I feel like, you know what I mean, the same amount of energy that, that was shown to that situation, that same heart got to be shown to situations like these. Because I remember, was it last year, uh, my boy, man, TJ of Wichita, you know, at East High School, you know, they had locked the school down because it was a report of a gun at the school and locked it down. So, you know what I mean? That situation, that situation could have been the situation that happened today in Olathe. So it's not like, like Petty said, you can't just care when it hits you or hit someone you know or when it hit close to home and then when it's right up the road from you, you you don't even care about anything. Now that that you know what I mean? Can't be that. Have the heart. Then have the heart. You know what I mean? If you got the heart man, then have the heart. Mm-hmm. Right. How you feel how you feel uh, how you feel about that? You know what I mean? Because but the uh, true enough, it, the 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 Cedric Lawson case and the school shooting are nowhere in the same vicinity of, of each other as far as in what happened. But it's still a lot of trauma, still a lot of mental uh, uh, health issues. There's still a lot of mental problems off inside that. So it is similar things that's still going to happen, and still people going to be traumatized, and it's still people that you know what I mean needs need some mental health services and these type of things, but it's still having a heart for things that happen that's unjust. And those people that got shot, they didn't ask to get shot going to that school, going to that facility today. They didn't ask to get shot and get wounded. You know what I mean? That's not what they asked for. So that they didn't deserve to get shot and get wounded. So, see, that's the difference when it comes to me. I love my race, and I love who I am. Uh, I love being black. I love being what people. some people call African-American. I love that. I love my culture. I love my, my, my the history of people being the ancestors. Taught me so much. Loved it, right? But I also, too, have been around so many different people, religions, faiths, beliefs, customs, traditions in my lifetime to learn to respect other people as well that's different from me. So Straight when up. I see them get when I see them get wronged or something go with them, 
I had that same type of passion, man, because they still people in some way or another is going to affect us. In that video, you did see white kids and black. You seen, you know, it wasn't just white kids or just black kids or just fetish kids. No, it, you seen a mixture. From the video clips I've seen, you seen a mixture, right? That's why I say in some way or another is going to affect all those kids of all, don't matter what race they is, all of them, but we got to have them same type of hearts, man, when these situations happen. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're saying, people. That's all we're saying. Stand for something or fall for anything. I'm standing for something. I'm going to for everybody. Because this is just not me dealing with my mental health. We're all dealing with it. So stand the fuck and up. Stand the fuck up. You know people. You know people who would talk about famous stars, rappers, and stars mm-hmm. getting killed. And they'll never speak on school shootings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They'll never speak on this type of stuff. No. They'll never speak on mental health. And but, you know, that's, that's, that's them and stuff, and that's why we're glad they do what they do. Salute out to them, much respect. We hope they keep doing it exactly the way they've been doing it. If you're listening, keep doing it exactly the way you've been doing it, don't switch nothing up. Stay in your lane and keep doing your lane. How you doing it? Mm-hmm. Now, for all the jerkaholics in the jerkaholic nation, man, we going to do it 100K or no way. You dig? That's the only way we going to do it over here. 100K or no way. You dig? So that means we going to do it a little bit different than everybody else. And that's going to come along, too, with pressure. Uh, could cause mental, mental, hey, we grown. Sometimes I have little little mental health breakdowns and stuff, but I recognize mine and I voice mine and all that, you know, this stuff. But a lot of people can't do these things. A lot of people can't do these things, and it comes out in ways that ends up changing their life and changing somebody else's life for the rest of their lives or taking a life or hurting somebody like we seen at the school. It was a tip. It was a tip that he had a gun in his backpack. Right now, now I wanted to speak on this real quick. I think maybe if it was a tip that he had a gun in his backpack. Now I know this might you you know you might not be a do this and it could be whatever whatever. But I feel like at that point in time, it's not like you finished to shoot and kill this dude, right? But instead of having him come to the office and let's talk about this. What if the securing the bag was top priority, right? And you got yeah. procedures where even if he even if he walking down the hall with that backpack, snatching that backpack off of him, removing that backpack from him before he got time to go inside the backpack, before you take him into the office and, and let him know certain things, you're removing the backpack. If you got a tip that he got a gun in the backpack, why bring him in the office and tell him this? Why not secure the backpack? If he ain't got no gun in the backpack, then you can return the backpack to him. This is school, so you have the right to do this. You can return the backpack to him. But if he in class and you got the tip, somebody got to go in there, secure the backpack. 
That's where the tip with a gun was. Let's secure that right then and there. Boom. Let's get that. It's mm-hmm. easy to say for me, from my you know, it's easy to say for me and my my view because I wasn't there and I wasn't actually, you know what I mean. But that sounds like to me that would be key. If you got a tip that a kid got a gun in school and it's in his backpack, secure the backpack. I'm telling my people, hey, check this out. You know what I mean? Even you, hey, look, this guy, we got this tip that he got a gun in his backpack. We need to get this backpack away from this student, out of this student's possession before anything can happen. Now, I understand. You can say, well, if you try to go get the backpack, he might fumble and, and, and shoot somebody. Got to secure the backpack. But how do, do they do they have metal detectors? I'm not for sure. I'm not sure for sure either. I didn't go to high school here or in Atlanta. But, but, but they might not. They, they might not because a lot of high schools day. don't. They do like to go today. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to. And that's my thing. I know kids is not going to like it and they're going to feel like this and this, but seeing everything that we didn't see and, and speaking with a rational mind. I believe those type of measures, hey, we got to put them in there. We got to do something because if we can stop that weapon from getting inside the building, then then we got a better chance of stopping a situation like what happened and other situations that has happened from happening. Now, like I said earlier, you might not be able to stop every last one of the weapons from getting in, but you can sure put a damper on certain things like ideas of me bringing a gun to school, knowing that, you know what I mean, these measures are in place to check you in and out moving around through this facility. I mean, you know, with the age that we go and the technology that we that we going in, yeah, it's gonna cost the government money. But why do you not have a scanner in every single school in America? And what I mean by that is when they walk through the door, it scans them. And if they got a weapon on them or they got a weapon in their backpack or anything like this, it's it's already made known right there. Yeah, it's going to look like you putting security in schools and shit like that, but they at the door and and inside the facility as you move around to make sure you ain't carrying no weapons and things like that, not to harass you, just for when you walk through, like when you go to the airport. When you go through the airport, what you got to do? You got to go in there, put your stuff down, and they got to scan it, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. The, technolo- the technology has already been out there. Let's put that in school. Hell, get with the students and let the students help design something. That would be key right there as well. There's a lot of student councils and student groups out there that would love to be able to do that. Give them their money. Fund them kids to develop that and allow that to be put in schools across America as a uh, uh, um the, uh, a security mechanism and as a security tool so that we can stop some of this stuff from entering the school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my view, man. I, I, You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man, we always hear about these shootings and stuff, and it's like, damn, is it, it – you know, I know I went to school, and I know how it was when I was in school. I probably could have got anything I wanted to in school and did. You know what I'm talking about? So uh, – we got to, I know, you see what I'm saying? I'm being real on this. I know if you want to get something in the school, man, if they ain't got the proper security 
measures in place, you can get whatever you want to get into school. Whether it be drugs, weapons, anything, man. You can get anything into a school if they ain't got the proper security measures. And I'm not knocking no later school system or nothing like that because there's no way for them to predict what was going to happen today at the time that it happened and all of that. You you can't put that on them as far as that part. Now, you know, we don't know none of the personal type stuff and personal conversations between them, so we can't speak on that. But it has happened in the country. We've been seeing this. Petty spoke on it earlier. We've been seeing many things that's been going on like this. Last year was the highest year of school shootings in our history. We got to start attacking this from a different angle. And all this damn technology that the military and that the law enforcement is getting, why are we not putting that in the schools? For Not saying to, to track them or no shit like that, but to, to check, make sure the entry points and moving from building to building, entry points and exit points, can be scanned so the, the weapons can't get in the damn school. It don't matter if the kid's mm-hmm. going to get mad or not. Damn it, you ain't going to be in there with somebody that's packing a gun that's going to mess around and shoot you, all your classmates, and your teachers in themselves. That's the reality of it. We can't have a high-technology army, a high-technology law enforcement, but then our school system cannot have a technology or a system in place to keep some of these weapons from getting into the school. It doesn't make up. What are we showing ourselves and our country what matters more? The kids are the future. So a lot of that technology, I feel like, and keeping them safe should be going there to them kids. We got the the money. Oh, we got the money. What y'all think, man? Y'all think that's cool? Y'all think that'll that'll make kids feel too too more like like they in jail or something? Man, shit! If they use real time, and if they use time cameras for traffic, why they can't use them at the doors? You know what I mean? Shit like that. That's true, Jack. That's all that's that what we're saying. Entry, entry. Entry and exit points, man, in the facility. So if you got schools that got multiple buildings, you know, when you walk out one building and you can go off in another building, but it's an outside area to get to them both separately, you know what I mean? You got to have something in place at the entry points and exit points to make sure things are not coming in. You know what I mean? And if you don't, a security, even a security, that resource officer, that's one thing you can say about Olega. Okay, they got that resource officer there. He played a key part. He played a key part in in stopping what could have been way worse, right? So they got that right. So they do. They they are doing things to to help protect their students. You know what I mean? We can't take that away from them because they got the resource officer there who who got all he's on. So they got that there. So that shows that they, you know what I mean, have thought about it and, and took some steps to try to protect their kids, their students. So you don't know these things going to happen. Give them the money, man, so they can put these things. We should not be able to jump on an airplane and not be able to take a pistol, make it on an airplane with a pistol and these type of things, but you can in the school. This is America. 
you can't go into a courthouse, right? I, I know some courthouses you got to get wound down before you go into them. Y'all been in court places um, like that, situations like that? Yeah. Toss, you got to pocket. You, you sure right. You got to put them in that little bucket thing. Yeah, yeah, and let them yeah. push them through the push them through the X-ray thing, and you gotta walk through this kind of thing. And see, yeah. for me, with me, with being a, a heart survivor, heart attack survivor, and having the face making me in certain things that I can't, where they can't wind me at. You know what I mean? But damn it, they you can't smuggle nothing right there under the skin, man. I gotta be dead. But it's because of the magnetics and this type of things. But if we can put these things in places to secure those type of locations and facilities. It's mind-blowing in 2022 how every school in America don't have something similar and, and effective that's not a hindrance. It doesn't make sense to me. We got the technology. The first thing they're going to start yelling about is the money. So it's a lot of money being wasted on bullshit. Use that money. Straight up. But that's not gonna happen. But that's not gonna happen, man, because I on this, you can say whatever, but I gotta stand on it. On this though, what what I just don't see our government really doing anything like that. I think they would pass the power down to Maybe city and state, state and city, you know what I mean, or, or things like that to get the money you know to they, come up with the money. You know they're gonna pass the buck. Yeah, they're gonna pass the buck. They said Governor Kelly was was in close connection, you know, paying attention to the how um, the situation in Olathe, Kansas, is turning out. Petty, how do you feel about that? You know what Well, the Governor Kelly, man, in Kansas, he is in close connection with the situation. Her office said that, man, she's keeping a close eye on it. Uh, haven't been any more updates that I've seen so far. If it is, man, we'll make sure we can post them up on the page, keep everybody informed. I encourage you, if you're listening, appreciate everybody that stayed on, rocking with us as well. Uh, you know, go check it out. Go look into it. And um, get your own understanding, man. Parts of prayers go out to everybody that is affected, man. Shield of protection, you know what I mean? Um, and just you know, um, nourishment, man. I mean, not nourishment, but just compassion, compassion and love, man, and security, man, protection. Because this is a situation that we look at as okay. They caught the shooter. Cool, no more threat. But it's a lot of kids and adults in that situation that might not be comfortable being in a room and, and with people not knowing if somebody's going to be able to come in with a gun and, and do that. You know what I mean? These are the type of things that a lot of them kids are going to go off thinking for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? Some of them will be able to deal with it better than others. Those others will always have a sense of, okay, I can't keep my back over here. Okay, I got to walk. I got to watch around. Okay, I got to pay attention to this. You know what I mean? And they'll carry that with them all the way into their adult adulthood, man. So 
definitely we got to look into it, man. Appreciate you, Petty Murphy, man, for coming on the show. Again, big shout-out to Mr. Jason Platter for coming on the show and talking about this situation and talking about the uh, mental health uh, and the mental issues, man, dealing with with a lot of this. And um, I agree with a lot of things he said, too, and Petty Murphy said as well. Young Jack, the official Famo, you already know, man, what it is, man. We're going to get it in to Jerkin, Jerk Nation, man. Y'all already know it's going down, baby. Top on the radio, man. Famo Nation, we in the building on my own 10 in here. Y'all already know, man. Till next time, baby. For booking, top on the radio at gmail.com, man. A lot of big things in motion, man. Y'all keep that shit. Jerk. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.